No Limit Texas Hold'em is the Cadillac of poker. You don't happen to have 8,000 bucks on you. Oh, no, no, we don't use money in heaven. Comes in pretty handy down here, Bob. Oh, you just want a million? You're making a run at it, aren't you? Rolling up a stake and going to Vegas. Welcome to episode number six of When the Chips Are Down podcast. From living in a van playing low stakes to cash to battling in Bobby's room in the Bellagio, I am Andrew Biking 19 Peeper. And it's good, <laughs> but it doesn't feel good. Joined by my co-host, aka the GOAT, Joe Tihan. I played a 180k pot, I'll tell you that one. Whether you've been at the tables for years or are just now dipping your toe into the most complex game on the planet, this podcast should have something for you. What poker player hasn't watched Browners and Mike McDermott jet off to Vegas and think, man, I wish I could do that? Well, this podcast is about a guy that did, a guy that is doing, and a guy that wants to do that, so hopefully it'll provide a lot of perspective into what all being a professional poker player is and what that looks like in today's day and age. So you and I today. Yeah, just... Just us, since yeah, Willie's off among the among the free roll grinders. Well, not exactly free roll, but yeah, rake back grinders at Venetian, and as he gets more hours, so do the people above him. So he's, he's got to put in the <laughs> put in the volume. Yeah, yeah, Willie's a total grinder. I think he's been doing well though. Yeah, it sounds like he's been on a yeah decent decent little uptick here. Yeah. For Bobby, Bobby's Room Beats, so. You want in a real game, I'll hook you up. High stakes, exclusive clientele. I know you already had some, some swings earlier this week, and then it sounds like today was a rough one. Actually, overall on the week, I'm probably up a little, but, uh, man, today, yeah, today was just a frustrating day. I just never really showed down a winner. Lose a couple thousand every pot, and I never really got involved in like too many big hands. Actually, just you know, raise, maybe call a three bet, check fold, like lots of that mm-hmm. stuff going on, and that adds up. It adds up pretty quickly when you're just not making hands. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no. Uh, all right, Bobby. Bobby's room's beats. All right, let me tell you about my week. We've been playing like 100-100 or some 1-2. Yeah, it was mostly 100-100 this week. Were the games, uh, were the games any better uh, on Super Bowl weekend, or was there really a, a difference in, in, in who, who all was there? No, in my game it doesn't. Uh, I mean, unfortunately, it's not like we get like tons of walk-ins or anything. So, uh, But yeah, they had, you know, they had games going like... I just I, I get in there whenever I whenever I can go play, um, mm-hmm. or whenever they invite me. Yeah, I played a hundred and eighty k pot. I'll tell you that one. Yeah, yeah, people would probably like to hear that. Uh, we're playing hundred hundred no limit, and I mean some of these numbers just blow my mind. But uh, you know, I I sit down pretty deep, as long as. Uh, you know, with with almost every player, I don't mind. I don't mind like, you know, putting on, putting like a hundred k on the table if if I'm up against the right players or whatever. So, um, I was I was uh, I had this one hand against this this reg who's like very very tricky, very sticky, kind of annoying, but 
you know, tough to play against. Uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, a lot of times I, I just, I, I, I kind of just play tight against him because I think he tends to, you know, he, he just tends to like, he wants to make lots of plays and whatever. So I, you know, you have to really adjust your range against, not even your range, not even your starting range, but just mm-hmm. like you cannot bet. Like there's spots where, you know, if I know that he's going to put pressure on me, like I have to play like very, like in a very specific way, you know, like, sure. you just have... yeah, like yeah. If you, like, like, like if you like, Three bet like ace king of spades and the flop comes like ten five deuce once one spade you know that might be a spot where like you normally like just like see a bet small because you have two overs and a lot of back a lot of really good turn cards but versus that player who's gonna attack a lot of blank turns that that might just be a check <laughs> yeah yeah true so yeah I had a hand against him uh, and. We we were sitting like ninety k deep, him and I, and uh, we both had the rest of the table covered. But uh, you know, I got in a, in a hand with him where early middle position opens to three hundred. He makes it eleven hundred in like the hijack, and I was on the button with ten nine of hearts. And you know, ninety k deep. This is you know normally I just let. I just stay out of the way, especially when I'm out of position, whatever. But he's very aggro, like three betting free flop. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to continue here. I'm gonna have to like, you know, I, I'm gonna play this one in position against this guy. So uh, it goes open to three hundred. He makes it eleven hundred. I had ten nine hearts on the button. I make it uh, thirty five hundred. Everyone folds back to the three better. And we're 90k effective, 90k deep. And he defends, and the flop comes queen eight six with like queen six of clubs. Uh, he checks, and I was kind of debating like taking a free card here because he's just there's so much he can continue with, and especially mm-hmm. like I can't really. My hand's not all that good. Uh, there's no backdoor hearts or anything for me. So my hand's not all that good, even though I have a double gutter on queen eight six. Um, I was, anyways, I was thinking about taking a free card. Anyways, I, I do see about like 2,400. Pretty small. Um, and he calls. And the turn is an offsuit seven, which is like, Wow. And I was just like licking my chops. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And we're ninety k deep, yeah. already in a four bet pot. So, uh, yeah, turn seven. Now he checks again, um, and there's seven plus five. There's there's already like twelve and change in the pot. Um, mm-hmm. So he checks again. I bet ninety two hundred on the turn. Okay. Um, yeah. And he tanks and tanks, and then finally he shoves <laughs> for for eighty k. And I was just like, I was like, all right, you know, 
And I called pretty quickly, and then just once or twice. And he was just so shocked the fact that I called so quickly. But I mean, it's not too tough to call the all in when you have the nothing <laughs> time. So, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we agreed to run it twice. Uh, and, you know, uh, he ends up turning over his hand. He, he hit a combo draw, Jack Nine of Clubs. Um, <laughs> And we run out two boards. First one, three of clubs. Second one, uh, offsuit four. So we ended up chopping. But, like, of my hand, like, I didn't take... You know, I played all week and not too many... I don't don't think I played too many pots over even, like, 20 or 30,000. And then, you know, I get in this one that, like... Where I'm just like sweating a run out of like 90k a piece, and you know we're sweating out two river right. cards. <laughs> so yeah, it's pretty sick. Like you know, some of those hands will like define your week or month or whatever. Uh, sure. You know, but uh, I ended up chopping that one. Yeah, um, wow. I guess it's a yeah. It was just an interesting story I wanted to tell. Um, not too much there to like analyze other than like i don't know i was sweating bullets <laughs> yeah i i can imagine <laughs> yeah <fun>. yeah <laughs> um but now i've had i've had a few hands in the uh, in the the high stakes game that uh i had a couple interesting bomb pot hands which like I talk to a lot of my friends who are pros and they're just like, Oh, I hate bomb pots. And it's like, you just have to like, you know, play super nutted hands and super, you know, whatever, which for the most part is true. But, um, I think you can really use, uh, good, you can use good spots to like, take advantage of the fact that, uh, you know, you you really got to take advantage of like range advantages, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. People, people don't, yeah, this is something that I, I've been, I think that's a good hand to go over. And I don't, I, this is something that I've been st- putting more study into because there's bomb pots, every dealer change in Texas and, uh, people misplay them really, really badly. And we'll just, people just don't understand that it's a split pot game essentially. And, and we'll, you know, they'll, They'll be going for like the third nuts on one board with nothing on the other board. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. those are double board bomb pods. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, these are. You play single board, I guess, and there. We play single board hold'em bomb pods. Okay. Yeah. 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 T- uh, Poker House plays double board, but it's uh, but it's hold'em, thankfully, because uh, yeah, just because I have, I already have a general feeling of being lost in PLL already and then playing bob pots it's just <laughs> it's even more tilting cuz cuz people are they probably play PLO bomb pots even worse than they do but that just makes it hard cuz it's it's PLO so like you'll have like like the fourth nut flush on one board and it's good <laughs> but it doesn't feel good <laughs> yeah yeah it doesn't feel good that's true yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, well, 
I'll talk about that quickly. I think Double Board Hold'em is probably one of the stupidest games ever created. It's just... There's there's really, like... And I haven't played a lot, so I, I can't really say too much about it, but it, it feels pretty stupid. It's so hard um, to scoop. Yeah, it's hard to scoop. It's, like... It's just it's just kind of a weird game. I like I don't know. Like a hand like Ace King or something where you flop a pair on one board is just you know it. It seems like complete nut nut. Like you know I, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I can't really speak much about Double Board Hold'em because I haven't played a ton of sure. it, a ton of it. But I think it's pretty stupid for what it's worth. Okay. Um, but anyways, I do talk, I have talked with some, a bunch of my friends with like, you know, they play bomb pots and hold them where like, so our bomb pots are, um, we play hundred, hundred, no limit. And ours is a $300 bomb pot or $300 ante and it's eight handed, right? So it's 2,400 in the pot. Um, here's a couple that like, I think are kind of interesting and. And, you know, I think I win the highest percentage of bomb pots than anyone else in my game. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably spew off more than anyone, too. But mm-hmm. but I think it's, you know, a lot of, time, a lot of times worth it. But uh, anyways, I, I had a hand where um, we're eight-handed and I have two red fives. Um, and the, the bomb pot and a bomb pot and it comes... Ace King Six with the King Six of Diamonds, or the Ace Six Ace Six of Diamonds actually. Um, and it's checked to me, and I'm in the seven seat out of eight. Um, and I have two red fives, and normally this is just like, all right, sure, free card, let's catch a five on the turn. Um. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, no one re- no one lead, no one led there. So, uh, you know, the best I'm going to be up against is like most likely an ace or like you know whatever. Someone can easily check raise there as well. But um, there's 2,400 in the pot on Ace King Six, and I lead 800. Um, and I get it. The eight seat folds, the one and two seat fold. Now the third seat calls and the fourth seat calls. Okay. Um, and the other two guys fold. And now the turn is an offsuit three. Uh, so it's ace, king, six, three. And now it goes check, check to me. And this is like a spot where like I my flop bet was completely... I mean, the whole reason I I bet that flop is is just to get the range advantage, kind of, right? Yeah. I'm leading into eight players. I'm leading into eight players, so I can never be bluffing. I always have like a nutted hand normally, mm-hmm. right? So I lead eight hundred on the flop. I get the third and fourth guy call, and now uh, check check to me again on the turn off suit three. Um. And I bet six thousand, and they both folded. Uh, like I don't, you know. Obviously, I'm not always going to do this, and I can't do it with like a lot of turn cards. Mm-hmm. But in offsuit three, like I still have a big range advantage. They just check called me on the flop, 
Um, you know, I have a lot more aces up. Uh, even with just like a naked ace, it's hard for them to call a, a pot size bet there on the turn. Yeah. Um, the only thing I'm really worried about is a king X of diamonds, which like even so, I think I would still, uh, I would still like hear from them at some point. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, I bet six thousand got it through. Um, yeah, I don't. Uh, I think it's I think it's kind of interesting, but like yeah, to go going for a lot of these bomb pots and like and like taking stabs and like just give, giving yourself the uh, a much stronger range. That's why I bet small on the flop is to give myself yeah. a very strong range advantage on the turn. Or like, right. listen, if the turn's like a queen, jack, ten, ace, king, six, uh, yeah. all those I pretty much have to shut down. You know, right? Yep, agreed. But uh or you know or obviously like a diamond all those cards i have to pretty much shut down shop like i can't really just keep barreling off there not not into two players yet yeah so um but when like the turn was an off shoot three i was like okay bet pot or you know over bet pot like whatever and uh so yeah i think I think those spots are like pretty big, uh, taking advantage of bomb pots that like most people are afraid to play. And they like people just, they're not going to just check call three streets with top pair and bomb pots. Like it no, just doesn't yeah. happen. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's pretty insightful. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not a lot of people are, are trying to figure out creative spots and, and bomb pots. So I think that's I think that's pretty I think that's pretty smart. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess I, I had another one today where I had ace deuce of spades, and it came ace seven deuce with two clubs, ace deuce of clubs. Uh, again, it was a three hundred dollar bomb pot, eight players, and I was third to act, and I led twelve hundred um, on ace seven deuce. I was third. The the guy right behind me calls. Everyone else folded. Um, and now the turn is an eight of hearts. So now it's two clubs, two hearts, seven, eight of hearts, ace, deuce of clubs. I have ace, deuce of space. Um, and like, this is kind of, again, like, I don't want to go broke with just like my hand either. Like, you know, I can easily be up against a set of sevens or he could turn like a bigger two pair. There's, you know, it's it's not it's not all that easy just to navigate. Um, but yeah. this guy, he only had 11k back, uh, so I decided to check the turn. Uh, he bet 2500, and then I check raised all in. Uh, just because, like, yes, I can keep betting again, but I don't know what the heck kind of river card. I want to see. He can have four or five yeah. of clubs. He can have, he could have, uh, you know, there's like so many hands he could have. I think I'm still good here on the turn. Um, and, you know, just, I just wanted to take the guesswork out of it. I did not want to see a river. Uh, so I think, I think like getting the money in on the turn, uh, was my best option. And, uh, 
you know, it turned out he probably just had an ace, like he bet 2,500 behind me. So he probably just had an ace, something. And sure, yeah, I thought you were semi bluffing. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, um, you know, I think going for a check shove there, uh, was, was good. Uh, I don't know. There, there's lots of those bomb pot situations that are really interesting and and different for a lot of people because, like, people just don't know how to play them. That you, well, and you just have to like kind of nut pedal. Like, you just want to play nutted hands for the most part. Yeah. Move on to sick mitts. Oh, sick mitts. <laughs> Coming soon to a theater near you. Sick mitts. Starring Jack Eichel, brother. <laughs> yeah, how'd the week go? Uh, we're uh, yeah, up I went okay. A unit or two? Yeah, well, yeah, I went okay over the past week or so. Yeah, I think yeah, up like one or two units. Yeah, things. One one of the things I was looking forward to actually didn't go all that well in in Vegas for live betting. Just would bet like some spots where it was like two zero in the second period and bet like. The money line in our seven half, and then all of a sudden there's like five goals scored in the period, and the unders cooked. But, um, yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I still think that's gonna, you know, you're gonna, but you're gonna run bad in spots, and you're gonna run really good in spots too. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, hockey's still been good, uh, overall, and then. Yeah, getting back to a normal a normal schedule after the All Star break. Uh, yeah, so we had a. Uh, I was looking at like one of the games, and I haven't been watching a lot of your plays, but I I have been betting them. Um, but I, I was watching the Colorado game last night, mm-hmm. and it looked like they got outshot by like a pretty significant margin. I don't know if like what the. Uh, you know, what the overall play was, or what the overall, like, you know, how you scored the game or whatever. Right. Yeah, we can talk um, about that. Yeah, maybe you could break that one down. Yeah, the... Was it just the wrong side winner? Because I don't mind those either. Like, we picked yeah. the wrong side, but got the winner. I don't mind those at all. <laughs> yeah, no, they, yeah, they, they did get outplayed. Um... Yeah, the uh, it, it 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 was it was a rough it was a pretty rough scheduling spot. That's why they were a dog versus Minnesota. We got them like plus one twenty, but they yeah because it was a, it was on a back to back, and then they they were just in Vegas, so they so that they had to not only had to play back to back, but they had to travel to Minnesota to play. Um, and then they had their their top goalie in goal for um. With Kemper and and that for versus Vegas, and then they had their backup. So yeah, back back to back with trouble is always always a tough spot. But Colorado plays really well defensively, and it's probably one of the things that they do best is they they just set up really well on defense, and so um, offense can definitely take a you definitely see more of a drop-off in back-to-back in three and four nights. When teams are tired, you see that more portrayed so on the offensive side 
where you have to be faster than your de- the the defense and getting out on pucks and uh and and uh, attacking and you know getting you know getting getting passes and out outmaneuvering guys is is most most of all that speed is all that you're using is is on offense. So, but I thought I I I the pregame um handicap anyway was that yeah, it's not a great spot for them, but Minnesota's still significantly worse than Colorado and there's just not many spots where you're going to get a team a top tier team as good as Colorado at a plus 120 price and I thought their defense would be enough to to win the game even even when they're tired and okay yeah, so they yeah they held them to two goals and they're able to get it done nice okay okay yeah legit breakdown yeah so, but yeah, you look at a team like we, I know we talked about this a little bit on the, on the last, last week. And then about like uh, a team like Boston, that's just like 13 points ahead of anybody else and not much to play for. I saw, saw a couple of guys on that, on Twitter saying like, oh, well, uh, seems like Boston is dropping off. Seems like they've lost an edge. They're definitely not playing as good. And I, I just responded to him. I was like, well, why? Why would they play hard? Like, there's nothing to go. F- like, if they get a record, cool. Like, there's but these guys, these guys want the cup a lot more than they want the record. So, yeah. So yeah, if you look at the analytics over the last like couple months or so, uh, or at least uh, definitely in the past like month, ten, fifteen games, they're all like pretty average. Like, they're not really, uh, they're they're not really outperforming the league or average teams that they go up against in as far as like metrics go whereas in the beginning they they definitely were uh so you can tell they they've they've just kind of yeah dialed it back uh a notch but like we said earlier like they you know they can dial it back and they can still win they're just that they're that good and that that deep and everyone's healthy yeah so, as far as like futures currently that I like. I mean, there's 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 no value in Boston right now. They're like plus four seventy five. We, I bet them at, uh, I gave them out at plus twenty five hundred, uh, preseason. So, but they're not gonna get shorter than four and a half to uh whatever they are now, to one. So yeah, that you want. I want to look at them to to bet if if people aren't holding on to a future. A team, I'll be called a homer, but I think I think it's, I think it's good value. Is like, like Tampa, you can get Tampa at fourteen to one now. So I think any any price in the teens with Tampa, is is pretty good. They've had a another like pretty solid season and no no real key injuries. So, I think that's that that's that would make sense. Um, and then uh, I'm keeping an eye on Vesnia odds. Uh, for the top goalie, I mean, it's it's going to be Allmark. Like, I just don't ever. If you just look at gold saved above expectation per sixty, and just gold saved above average in general, like it's Allmark above everybody else who's on the boss on who was on the Bruins. So you uh, like this Allmark guy to win the the goalie of the year? Uh, yeah. Uh huh. Um, yeah. What's what's the price on? Uh, let, yeah, let me uh, let me give me a second. Let me pull up these. Uh, let me put up the. And then Tampa, Tampa at fourteen to one. Yeah, I'm gonna be mm-hmm. betting these. There's other days where they'll be maybe like five or six games, and 
you know, I'll look at the overnight lines and and break them down, and everything's pretty close, and all the lines are right about, and totals are right about what they think they should be. Like, oh yeah, sorry guys, like don't have a play. I just don't like anything. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna force something that's not there. I mean, there's 82 games in the season. We don't have to have action every day. <laughs> True. So okay, so. Yeah, it looks like Lightning, you can get 14 to 1 on uh I'm on Westgate right now. Uh how about a team like the Wild are 25 to 1, Flames 18 to 1, Rangers 16 to 1. Are any of those worth uh the Golden Knights 18 to 1? Nothing that really sticks out to you. Uh yeah, um the yeah on on bet online the uh the flames are uh twenty twenty five to one okay i think i think twenty five to one is is pretty good to where they could they could go on a roll in, in the playoffs the oilers ten to one is what i'm seeing yeah that's that's probably right right there that's pretty close for what it sh- for what what my yeah, I see fourteen. I can get fourteen to one again on Westgate. Oh, really? Yeah, I think I think I think anything on the teens with the Oilers is is good. I mean, yeah, Mc, the the yeah the their their problem is and always has been is goaltending. But the the trade that Atlanta is coming up and that's been a point of discussion is possibly making a move for a goalie. So, uh, I mean, if you have McDavid and Drysaitel, you you can score versus. Absolutely anybody in the league. Yeah, and, I was talking hockey with uh, um, a couple guys at the poker table, and you know they they knew a bit about it too, and they were talking about like the best players and Ovechkin and Crosby and all this stuff, and and I was like, well, what about McDavid? And then and they were like, well, it's McDavid one, and then a big drop. <laughs> and then there then you can even just start the discussions like with other guys but like it's no one is even remotely close and it, is that true like do you, it, it is really is true yeah absolutely yeah people will yeah and and we'll yeah probably get some backlash for this for uh uh people say uh matt matthews on toronto is is awesome is is well is the best player in the league as well but i mean it, it's mcdavid <laughs> like you just look yeah the way the way that the guy th- sees the ice and the way he skates and i mean he, he he's he's literally just like two steps ahead of everybody else i mean it's like if you had if you have like lucas lucas like mental game and LeBron's athleticism, like combined into one, like that's it on the ice. Like he's just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He will dance through five guys and and like mean to do it and like, oh yeah, cool, like not a problem. Uh, <laughs> the best of the rest. The yeah, the best of the rest. Meaningful to some. <laughs> that's gonna be a touchdown. There's no extra point, but that may be meaningful to some of you. And you know who I mean. Oh, speaking of LeBron, I got to tell a one, my once in a century, we had, so LeBron was playing, uh, he needed 30, 
35 or 36 points to break the record and he's averaging like 30. Right. right? Yeah. And so uh you know, we were skiing last week and and I was talking with a couple of my friends and we all wanted to prop at the uh game. And my friend's like, oh, they're going to, he's going to wait, he's going to wait. And, you know, he wants to do it against the Bucks because that's Kareem's old team and blah, blah, blah. And so, like, I was like, okay, this seems like decent enough of a, of a, you know, reasoning. And as it's getting closer and closer to game time, and now they cut into the game. And now we all had, I only had a couple hundred bucks on it, but every, we all bet on the, I'll bet on LeBron like under 32 and a half points. And as it's getting closer and closer to the game, and now they're like starting the game and they continue to like cut to Kareem and like showing Kareem's face. And I'm like, this does not feel good, guys. Like LeBron, <laughs> is, you think LeBron is going to get up there and like score like 32 and be like, nah, I'm going to wait until like, no, like LeBron is going to yeah. be like, the hell with this. I'm going to go out and put up 50. And which is what I mean, I think he put up like 40 or something in the game, but it was he had it all like in the first half or first like first three quarters. Yeah, he broke the record. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was my once in a century, like all time awful sports bet. I don't think I'm ever going to never an opportunity like that again. <laughs> the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl was good. Um, All the sharps told me Philly. And I said, mm-hmm. the hell with it. And I bet the Chiefs anyways. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was I was quite pleased with that. Yeah, that was a, it was a really good game. You know, I mean, it, yeah. One of the best Super Bowls I think I've seen. Uh, I mean, outside of, like, Brady's comeback against Atlanta. Um, mm-hmm. or, that was more of an epic meltdown than anything. But, like... Yeah, this one was just a competitive game, like from start to finish. Yeah, uh huh, right, and yeah, and like I said, like I yeah, I had the Eagles three three and a half to one, but I I made a little bit back because uh, I mean it wasn't for, I I had a hundred bucks on three and a half to one, like and then and then I I made I made I made that back on the first half because I had Eagles like minus a half in the first half and the over. 28 so that hit so i pretty much like broke even on on that and then we then for the game and then the rest of the game i just kind of kept myself entertained because one of my friends does this like prop sheet for five bucks and there's a whole pool pool of us so that is all the other fun props like the all the halftime props of who will make an appearance and commercials and uh, over on our anthem and, and things. So, and uh, what was your most interesting one that you had action on? Um, well, it's, it's, for, it's for the whole, it's, it's for the whole, sh- it's for the whole sheet. Uh, I, I got, I got wrecked on the commercials. I think I picked every commercial wrong. Like they had like, it was like Doritos commercial before NMMs and, uh, like which, which, which beer had the first commercial and, Things like that, and I I, uh, I chose the wrong one. On uh, I got swept <laughs> on all those. Um, I love it, man. I and I say kudos to all the sports books that offer like just more and more reasons and more and more ways to for you to like burn ten cents or like fifteen cents. Like 
but but it's like as entertaining as it gets. I you know I I think the more props the better. Why not? People love them. I love them. Yeah, yeah. give me anything. Yeah, right. And then as far as the game goes, yeah, I know a lot of a lot of Philly backers were were pretty upset by the fairly light holding call on 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 the throw, but as you know, as and yeah, in almost um, I didn't see very many sports guys who who said the call was absolutely a hundred percent valid, and you have to call that a hundred percent of the time. That didn't seem to be the overall take at all. But on the other hand, you know, in the second half, the Eagles' defense just kind of fell apart, and they let the Chiefs storm right back in, into it and get the lead. So. Uh, you know, it's not like it all came down to that one play. They, you know, the Eagles were already getting outplayed significantly in the second half already. Yeah. Um, and it, well, like my my friend said, the one thing you can't do on that last play is is hold. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether you know whether it was close or not, the touchdown touchdown's not even the worst not, result. Not even, not even as bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really, the worst thing you do is hold. <laughs> the only thing you can do is five yard automatic first down and the game. Mm-hmm. Right. So like that was, uh, you know, I don't know, tough, tough beat for that cornerback or whoever it was that got the call, but you know, yeah, it, it was kind of a shame that the game had to come down to that, but sure. You know, yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody ever likes seeing the game decided by a whistle. But, but what a, yeah, it was a great game know. overall, though. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's like our last segment is you like Vegas, baby, Vegas. After the Super Bowl, not much. Not much really happens. Um, I guess the next thing up for as far as like Vegas as a city is concerned is like March Madness. That's not for another month. So. Yeah, it, it's funny. It, I was talking to one of my friends who's a floor guy today at, at the casino, and and <laughs> it was like I forgot what we do when football's not on TV. Like every, and I was like, I think about that every year. It's like when football's not on, it's like what do I do for the rest of the year? Like mm-hmm. you know, because I like like looking at the games. I like you know seeing what's going on with players, watching every week. And yeah, when it's not on, it's just like, damn, what do I do when football's not? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. More golf for me. I just got a a set, a a new set of clubs. I'm excited about that. I'm going to do some golfing. Golfing and poker for me. Uh, Golf with some friends at Dragon Ridge uh, recently. It's a nice, nice course here in in Vegas. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, Vegas um, but, has like some real like world class courses. Yes, really nice courses out here, and it's a decent time of year. Uh, temperatures been like fifties, sixties. Mm-hmm. Although we got pounded with snow the other day, which is completely crazy. Yeah, you see, uh, you see how many uh, uh, rage quit live with the bike. Oh. <laughs> no, but we should talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> How did they let 
How do they let the the cheater back on like live poker like this already? This is crazy. <laughs> and I mean, you know, I have to, I don't even know her or anything about her, but like, how do they just let her back on live poker and, and like live streaming poker? I mean, I guess it helps for the ratings, right? Yeah, it gets clicks. It definitely will get clicks. Uh, they probably hit a lot of people in in Helmuth and Berkey, all like uh, you know, quite characters. You know, characters in their own right. I don't know. Not. I don't know so much about Berkey, but Helmuth, anyways. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the the fact that they let uh, the girl that cheated back on there. Um, it's kind of crazy to me, but I guess nothing was proven that she did cheat. Although, from 20 years of being a professional poker player, I can say with as near certainty as I can possibly say of anything is that that girl cheated. Right. Nothing against her. I mean, I don't want, you know, I would love to play high stakes poker with her or whatever, but, uh, yeah. 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 So, yeah, so Helmuth had been, uh, as he appropriately should, had been getting, you know, shit on for forever for, you know, men buying into these, into all these big games and, you know, love to say that, you know, oh, I've won 30 out of 32 sessions and, and uh, then he, he had, he played one of the, you know, he had, he played that stream a while back where he had it was like influencer night and they had you know ninja and mr beast and like all these all these like top twitch streamers and and top youtube guys and on on there and phil just like did the same thing and he min bought and just played like a net and and mr beast was like dude like we're not it's like like nobody's gonna call you like we're we're not giving you action because you're not giving (laughs) you're not playing any hands and you know, he he got ripped apart like pretty hard for that because it was it was like a really big spot for poker, and uh, you have a lot of a lot of eyes that aren't on poker normally all watching this game, and you have a brand ambassador, uh, you know, sitting there with like thirty k when Mr. Beast has like quarter million, you know. <laughs> it's like, well, it's it's interesting. Like, yeah, the thing is. Poker's done so much for Phil that he does owe it. He owes it back to the community, right? Like, right. You know, at some point, you know, you can say that, like, hey, this is for anyone. You can say, like, listen, it's their own money. You know, they don't. They can do whatever they want with it. Right. Yeah. Sure. Phil can sit down, knit it up as much as he wants, but as much as he wants, or whatever. But like. You know, I I started playing poker in 2003, and Phil was still, you know, he was pretty big even by that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, kudos to him for, like, creating such a great brand for himself and really, like, monetizing who he was as, like, the poker brat. Right. But, like, so, I, I you know, and I'm not, like, taking any of that away from him. But the thing is, mm-hmm. poker has done so much for him that he does, he kind of owes it back to the community. 
Right. So like, and you know, people want to see him. So like, buck up a little bit, Phil. Yeah, and so and then yeah, and then to his yeah, to moving on to that, like he to his credit, like he he did realize that and kind of, he, uh, you know, he said it was like, okay, I get it, guys. Like these streams are supposed to be for entertainment, and it's just not that entertaining to watch a guy, you know, play a fifty big blind stack and and try and double up. Uh, so he commit he committed then to he, that he's uh, he's always gonna buy in deep. He's always gonna buy in early at least for six figures anyway. And so he did that, and then had some big stream games on the live of the bike, and then he set his a personal record for losing on 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 stream anyway. He lost on Monday. He lost 144, and then he topped that on Tuesday, losing 194, and he just left the game. Oh wow! And what was the uh, what was the stakes they were playing? Um, they were playing, uh... Was it 2-4? I think 2-4, yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 2-4, that's a loss. I mean, it's not even that bad of a loss. And to be honest, I would probably bet Phil to be a profitable player in, like, a lot of the lineups that he's gonna play. Mm-hmm. So no matter, you know, he, he will get a hard time, but, uh... Um, and he does knit it up a little too much and he makes some like really stupid plays, but, uh, he knows poker. Like Phil's pretty, pretty good. Uh, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't certainly wouldn't like put him bet against him or bet on him in like a much tougher game. But like in a lot of the stream games that I've seen, you know, I would bet on Phil to be profitable. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's yeah he's he's crushed the the heads up challenge that that he ran on Saint Go and just yeah beat most people on on there and uh, I know like Matt Mattis, I was was saying uh, when people would talk trash about Phil because he and he and Phil are are good friends. He's he's like, look, it's like Doyle says, like. You guys keep betting up against Phil Helmuth, and all he does is fucking win. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then again, I mean, he can play like a lot more unlimited buy-ins than like most, <laughs> right? When it comes to tournaments, and you know, like, you know, some people just re-enter like four or five buy-ins in a tournament. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. So. Which I think I'm gonna do that this weekend. There's a uh, some poker tournament at the bike, or no, not at the bike, at the horseshoe. It's a seventeen hundred dollar event, so I'm gonna play poker tomorrow in the cash game, and then I'm gonna max late reg that tournament. Yeah, the circuit main. Yeah, I'm gonna nice. go win that. Yeah, uh, maybe good. win, maybe win, but compete. I'm gonna go compete. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah so thanks for hanging out give us five stars please email us with any feedback good or bad love to hear from you reach out to when the chips are down podcast at gmail.com send in your own hand or questions you might have about poker whole reason that we're doing this is to provide value to others in this space so any thoughts or questions let us know and we'll get back to you
You can find myself at Biking19 on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. You can find Joe at TNJ on Instagram. Episode 7 will see what the damage is to my van and bankroll and see if I can get out of Arizona. And we'll be back with Scott. Until then, keep grinding, guys.